up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt, our first episode of 2023. I'm Aaron Lingley. As always, I'm with your Alliance Council President, Cameron Collins, and and Nicholas. You're visiting us here today. Are you Are you still the Treasurer for Alliance Council? Secretary. 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 My bad. So Nicholas B L A. How are you, my friends? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Happy to be here on the show that I guest host with you. Because that means it's Sounders season again. Yeah, we have a game in in less than two weeks. On the fourth, we are. And I we think are we're recording. in single digits. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording on the twenty sixth. Yeah, I had to look at the date because I don't know what date it is anymore. Uh, yeah, about a week out. Um, we are playing in Morocco. Nine uh, days. Club World Cup. So we'll definitely get into that in the second half of our episode when we go over our Sounders stuff. Uh, but of course, we, as we always do, it is the scuttlebutt section, the first half of the show. Um, I did make a decision for this year's show in terms of editing. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about swear words, but uh, it's kind of a pain to find that the one or two that we do say. So I, I think we won't swear too much, but there's a topic here that might have a, a couple words come out that upset us, at least me. Uh, so um, and that is the orca in the room. Uh, Providence Partnership. Uh, why don't we start our scuttlebutt with that, gentlemen? They unveiled the new jersey. Not the new jersey. That'll be coming out after the Club World Cup, we think. But uh, that new partnership with Providence. That is a jersey sponsor, but also they say partnership because there is an effort uh, for mental health with our youth, and they're trialing that in Renton. That's where they did the, the unveiling of it. So that is all well and good. And in my naivete, my ignorance, I thought that was really, really cool. I'm not usually on social media until Sounders season kicks off. And Nick, in our Discord, link in the description of the show, join us. You said, hey, hey, uh, you might not know what's going going on. Check the internet, Aaron. So I think we should talk with that because that is the orca in the room. Uh, Cameron, why don't, why, don't you, why don't you start and kind of a, give us a gist of why this is a big deal right now? Yeah, um, the the Sounders on Friday announced that, uh, like you said, they were having a, uh, a partnership with Providence, which is a uh, series of Catholic hospitals across the country. And um, one of the aspects of being a Catholic hospital is that you have to follow the rules and regulations that are set forth by the church uh, in order to receive accreditation. Now, universities and the like have a little more leeway. Uh, I did go to Jesuit high school, college, and law school, and they continuously pushed back on all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but in the realm of healthcare, it means that Providence itself is not allowed to do any sort of healthcare that would violate church rules and bylaws, uh, which includes uh, several reproduction, reproductive um, 
services from abortion all the way down to uh, having contraception be part of family planning. And then uh, we also have... And vasectomies, and vasectomies for absolutely. So, yeah. wow. And then there's Anything also stuff around uh, LGBTQ uh, plus individuals as well that they can and can't do. So it's, um, it's interesting because uh, I knew all of the stuff, but it took me a little bit to remember. And I, what I didn't know, though, was that Providence had bought out Swedish. So that was something that was definitely new to me. Uh, I always thought Swedish was somehow affiliated with UW Medical. So, uh, Nicholas, what did you think? Um, I mean, obviously, we all were kind of surprised by it. What did you think of the fan reaction to uh, the uh, announcement? And apologies, well, I I'm going to open was... my beer because I can't hold on oh. to it any longer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm doing. What do you What do you Pepper. drink? You know, before we get to the let's yeah let let's start uh, forward. Aaron, well, what are you I'm drinking? drinking? Bad habit from our uh, pub league presale event that we went to last Ooh. night, Nick. Nun, Nunchucks right. Brewing. Brewing. Nunchucks uh, Nunchucks Brewing up in Linwood, uh, a pub league sponsor. That's a huge beer. Um, How big is that? It's a Crowler with a C. Crowler. I have no idea, but I'm very thankful it's this big. Usually crawlers are thirty-two ounces. I believe oh. it's a half a half a growler. Oh hell yeah! Um, okay. I anyway. will say they had a they had a blonde last night, uh, uh, a blonde beer that was seven point two percent, but tasted oh so good. Um, we're not going there. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, but no, so 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 last night. So now, uh, as as we kind of continue on that, I need to open up this bottle of wine. Um, brought my corkscrew and everything. Uh, so I made the mistake of buying one of those wine advent calendars, <laughs> but I was that gone like on vacation. I was gone on vacation for like all of December. So I basically, I told my wife, Hey, why don't we make it an advent calendar to count down the days to your birthday in early February? So, so that's where we're at, you know? So, so each day we're, we're getting closer and closer to her birthday and recognizing, Oh yeah, I should probably buy some gifts. We're we're now, you know, ten days from her birthday. I should really get around to doing that. Oh wow! Just make her a mixtape. Save money. <laughs> wow. Just have, um, just so, have so, your daughter get some uh, marbles and some paint and roll them around, and then you can give her that as a gift because she'll want to frame it. So so speaking of my daughter, and this is a good segue to your question. Uh, my daughter was born at Swedish. I've had so great mine. experiences with Swedish. Air, air there we go. Air high five. I there was supposed to be born there, but since I was a preemie, they took me to UW Medical Center. I mean, I guess that's a step up from being a toilet baby, but yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going, actually. So, hey. Down um, the toilet, apparently. <laughs> oh. Yikes. Um. Okay. So to answer that, it's a, there's, there now we Typical now that we killed the segue. <laughs> hey, we are in 2023. Warm, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You gotta Love you gotta it. warm it up. Um, so what was your question, really, Cameron? You should repeat it. It's yeah, my question minutes. was what uh, what was the fan reaction? I guess first, uh, Nicholas, and then and then uh, what was your feeling about um, the fan reaction? And and was there anything that surprised you or? Um, along, well, along I think lines. I think the fan reaction was very immediate. It wasn't even a. I don't think it was even a situation where sometimes it needs a little momentum to kick in. It was 
while the press conference was going on, people were, were, were jumping on it. Um, and rightfully so, because I think, as, as a number of people have, have very eloquently put it, um, it seems on the surface to go against the values that the club have uh, repeatedly proclaimed as their values. And one of the the big things about the Sounders is the front office has always really worn their heart on their sleeves in a lot of ways. And it's really been a wonderful thing. Like, our club has a distinct identity. We really do. And this partnership on its surface seemed to conflict with that identity. And it angered some people, confused others. And I think this, if, if, if the club had a chance to revisit the messaging behind the release differently, I think they probably would have. Um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. And, and the club is trying to um, not make amends. That's not the right word, but trying to kind of simultaneously focus on the positive aspects of the partnership because there are some positive aspects of the partnership. Some really good things. I, you know, there, there are some really wonderful things, but there are also some really bad things that, that make it really hard for me to get behind, even though, you know, even though it will help the club in the long run. And so there's a, there's a lot of conflict in this. And I think a lot of, a lot of people are trying to, um, balance that. And it's easy for me to say as a, a straight white male, you know, my perspective, it's going to affect me differently than some of our other supporters. Um, and so I want to be very cognizant of that because it's, 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 I always saw the club, I, I, I always see the club as a club of inclusion and my role as director of pub league, my role on the Alliance council, my role with ECSFC is always about bringing people together, not tearing people apart. And so this is an area that I care very deeply about. And so, so, you know, I'm, I'm still, still trying to, I'm, I'm in a wait and see at this point. We'll probably talk about how I'm at that point. We're going to talk about what's going on in this last week, I'm sure. But, but for right now, I'm just kind of, um, I, I feel like this could have been handled differently from the start. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, with with statements that, that the club has made, especially with Roe v. Wade happening last year, right? And then a couple of years ago, Black Lives Matter, um, after George Floyd's death, they were, they were making great statements. It's just look, it looks like lip service now, right? That's, well, at least that's what, I, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, and, I, I, and, I can and, see. And we haven't seen a full we, – they, they've made a statement, which no. uh, you've elaborated on. But yeah. we are kind of in a wait and see, and now more than ever, it's actions speak louder than words. Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say real quick, just because of because of that, like like I want to be careful there because the club has made those statements in the past, absolutely, 
and they have a history of backing up those statements yeah, I would, with I would action. Right. And, and with so, Concacaf too, the it, with the tra- what, one, trans kids. Yeah, or, and, yeah. and let's you know what that that's one I want to talk about real quick because it is relevant, mm-hmm. um, and and it's relevant with this partnership as well. Uh, but so the club has acted. The trans kids, for those that aren't familiar, a trans kids reference is during the club uh, or the Concacaf Champions League final, the second leg here in Seattle. ECS had a banner that's been up for a lot of games um, that says Emerald City supports trans kids. And before the game, FIFA officials came up and wanted it taken down. We uh, in ECS refused. FIFA then went to Taylor Graham and Michaela Purvis, uh, Sounders uh, executives, to get it taken down. Uh, keep this context in mind. At this point, Seattle was not announced as a host city for the World Cup. Good point. Yeah. It's a very important point. Because FIFA officials were there for Champions League final, but were also there... This was still, this, everything was in the air. So the club had every reason to bow to FIFA's whims. Every reason. And I I would have been pissed, but I would have understood their thinking in not pissing off FIFA. But they didn't. They held their values and they said, we are not having them take it down. You're just going to have to deal with that. And so I want to make that clear that the club has on multiple occasions stood up for what they believe in. Hence my confusion with this partnership at first. Mm -hmm. Now, they've earned enough reasons from me to trust that they're going to keep their values the way they they claim they will and we'll get ahead of ourselves i don't want to get ahead of ourselves in the conversation but they've earned my trust but i also have a unique position being on the alliance council where i worked with them side by side for seven years now um so i've seen their actions um but i think a big thing that they're going to have to do going forward is for people who don't have the benefit of the doubt with them. They're going to have to double down on their efforts in a lot of ways. Okay. Well, that, that'll be what I'll say on that matter for the moment. No, I really appreciate you bringing that point up because that was a great, great example. I can't remember what you were about to say something. Yeah. They, they, they've also put their money where their mouth is on this issue. Last year, uh, they did so much work and ended up being, uh, they were given an award by the MLS for the amount of work they did in all of these, uh, areas of um, within their social justice framework that they've developed under the leadership of Maya Mendoza Ekstrom. Ekstrom. But uh, uh, none of this is to say we're not here to make excuses for the Sounders, right? We're actually, Nicholas and I in our positions, whereas I, you know, I was in a meeting with Nick uh, representing Gorilla FC, but it was Alliance Council and Gorilla FC together, so we were both there. And, um, you know, uh, they, they, 
the Sounders have generally earned the benefit of the doubt for me, but that doesn't mean I won't hold their feet to the fire. And I think Nicholas is in the exact same place where it doesn't matter what I know because the people that are being harmed by this don't get to meet with the front office regularly. They don't get to know that they care about these issues. They don't get to realize that, you know, uh, Maya and Ashley at Rave and other individuals in that front office, this is what they've, they've turned the Sounders into as an organization who, who has these values uh, because they don't get one-on-one conversations with them the way we do. And so uh, I'm at a point uh, where I, A, uh, I, well, I think I would put it this way. It's, it's, it's uh, accept but verify. I'm going to accept for the time being their statement that they will not, this will not interfere with their club core values. However, I'm going to verify that they're following through on that. And in fact, uh, for Grill FC, I've even gone one step further where we've already reached out to You Can Play, which is an organization that creates safe spates and sports and sports organizations uh, uh, for LGBTQ folks. Uh, and and, and uh, Josie from, from You Can Play is going to be uh, meeting with me and to, to bring the Sounders into the fold to make sure that they're following this up, as well as next week I'll be meeting with uh, several organizations in the reproductive health area uh, and, and that we'll be able to bring to the Sounders and being proactive and not just saying, hey, I believe you that you're going to do this. It's like, no, I'm going to help bring resources to you to make sure that you do follow through and make it as easy as possible because it's easy for an organization as small as the Sounders to get lost in just trying to play soccer. That's not what they want to do, but there's not that many people in that front office, right? So as easy as we can make it to bring them to a position of doing what's right, I think the better. Well said. Any other... Do we have any other thoughts on this topic for our scuttlebutt portion? I mean, my biggest takeaway, and, and maybe you can speak to this, Nicholas, my biggest takeaway from the meeting was the Sounders are, this isn't, we didn't meet with them and it's over, right? They're going to come back. They're going to have conversations with those most harmed by this decision. They're going to to continue to move forward with next steps. And, and so uh, this isn't the end. This is the beginning of this whole process. What I can say is I've been on two calls with the Sounders front office this this week about this, one with ECS leadership and one with my role in the Alliance Council. Um, Both conversations went very similarly. And it was an opportunity for people who are impacted by by this partnership to speak up and have their voices heard and i without going into uh super you know i don't want to i don't want to um betray anyone's trust or anything i will say that there was a wide range of experiences and and impacts that i think was very representative of our our community um and so i think the club was the the club took one on the chin i will say this some of those conversations were not easy for them to hear uh for sure 
and I hope the club takes this as a step to make sure that they hold themselves accountable because we are also going to hold them accountable. And one of the big questions that was asked in both meetings was, how can we hold you accountable? What, you know, what ways can you, um, you know, what are you going to do to demonstrate those next steps? And, and, and this is something that, like, going back to what we talked about a little earlier, is that I do believe um, they're, they've got the right people on this, on this particularly Maya Mendoza Ekstrom, um, who has a very wonderful track record uh, creating the pillars of the Sounders culture and and the uh, the social justice framework. Um, I believe in what they're going to do, but we'll we'll see. We're going to wait and see. I'm not absolving them of anything right now. No, and I don't think it's I'm, our place to absolve them. It's, no. it's those that are most affected by these decisions it's, that they've made. No, and it, yeah, like I don't expect, I, I don't want to speak for the Alliance Council or ECS. Yeah. I would be surprised if either organization puts out a press release saying, hey, everything's great. No, it, it's, it's yeah. going to, I, I suspect the ball is in the Sounders court. Yeah. Okay, you've heard what our concerns are and now it's up to you to make sure that those concerns are addressed and any potential fears are unfounded um yep one thing i want to mention real quick is that our old friend jason rance who used to be the pregame the, the Jackson. Please wait till I after for... I finish sipping my, my beverage. <laughs> he was Jackson Feltz before Jackson Feltz was Jackson Feltz. Uh, that's the only thing they have in common. Why do you have to I do Jackson gonna... dirty like that? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure Jackson that is loving that. That's the only <laughs> thing that's yeah, in the same need... sentence. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm, hang on. Jackson, I love you. I'm going to defend you here. Uh, I'm... What Cameron is trying to say <laughs> is he. Had the role as a pregame host yes. as Jackson felt, not comparing Jackson's political views no, to Jason's political views, views or you know his, or personal views, person, any of it. Yeah, none of it. Uh, they have almost nothing in common other than the fact that they hold the same position uh, for the Sounders, essentially. <laughs> but digging yourself a huge hole, man. No, Jack, is... Jackson. No, Jackson and I are, are you know. We get along wonderfully. You were. We are good. For, yeah. You were until you it. did them dirty like that. <laughs> so Jason Rance tweeted out uh, an article he wrote with the comment, a small but irascible group of Sounders FC fans are livid at the team's new sponsor as the team's new sponsor doesn't provide abortion services or needless gender reassignment surgery on children. These fans are extremists, but the Sounders brought this on itself. So I will agree die, with dude. I will agree with the Sounders brought this on themselves. Yeah. And that, statement. That's, that's also the interesting. one part of it I will agree because he said itself instead of themselves, and I think in the United States we usually say would say themselves, but in Europe they would say itself. So he can't even get the grammar right on what to call the team. So uh, Jason Rance, uh, no, thank you. 
He called us extremists. I mean, here, here's, and here's a small group. One, it's easy to ignore something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind when, for those with with soccer, there's this there's this subset. You have the people that are casual fans. Hey, when there's a game on, I'm going to pay attention. Great. You've got a group. I'm sure there's a decent percentage of season ticket holders right now that couldn't tell you that the Club World Cup is happening in nine days. Yeah. And and that's just that's okay. Then you have people that are trying to seek out every content. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in this group. You're seeking out podcasts. You're seeking out as much information. You're you're sponging as much information as possible about the team because you care. You wanna you wanna soak it all up. Hopefully, you wanna be entertained. You wanna laugh. You know. Um, but I would I would posit that the people that are of that caliber are the same people who are listening to this press conference that are paying attention to the fact that Providence is a sponsor and is already well aware of what's going on. And a, it appears that a very high majority of that group is displeased about this. Mm-hmm. Now, that group might only represent a small faction of Sounders fans, but they're also the most engaged Sounders fans. So it's kind of a double-edged sword because there's a good chance that the people that have no idea, oh, Providence, it's a hospital. Okay, they just don't, you know, they're not tuned into what's going on. Um, but once they find out some of this stuff, they might end up on the same side of the argument. But right now, I think they're they just are. uninformed. I think I, mean, I, I I do think that I've seen it where you know, uh, my parents' neighbor read the Alliance Council statement and went, "Oh, I agree with this," and then went and brought up with my mom, who agrees with it, and they. Uh, like my mom knew it because she she before she retired she was a family therapist and and had to work with kids where uh, who dealt with this very issue of mental health and and without out being outed to their parents as being LGBTQ um, and and how to send them to people who can help and um, but even then she's a, she's a she likes the sounder she watches all the games but she's not like us she's not a super fan she's not going to listen to a podcast yet. She strongly is like, yeah, this is wrong. So uh, I think that it's important that when people do find out, they, they, they have an opinion that tends to be more, I think our, what, what Jason Rance calls extremists is a mainstream Seattle opinion. The one reason why I want to note Jason Rance was the last time he got people riled up about Sounders fans, we had uh, three percenters and other white nationalists show up to the stadium with guns. So uh, not uh, only that, but at our pre, I was involved in that yeah. situation. Yep. Um, at our at our home bar. Yep. Uh, before the game, um, it was the only time I've ever felt like I have to have my head on a swivel around soccer, and I've gone to games in Mexico City. I've gone to games in Europe. I've gone all over watching games. It's the only time I yeah. 
ever felt unsafe and and fuck that guy for that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I agree. And because I, you know, I lived in Paris. I went to games where the cops threw tear gas to move people along and, uh, you know, were there in full riot gear and where the, st- the stands were lit in fire by the fans. And truly, as I recall, you have a great story where you got you got in the wrong group. Is <laughs> yeah. that is, am yeah. I remembering that correctly? We ended up okay, with, yeah. being pushed like... in with Bayern Munich fans and, and having to go downtown, even though we were not. <laughs> we were sitting with the French fans because they knew we weren't French. Uh, so we ended up with the Germans. But yeah, I, I mean, I think I think. Uh, that's the main reason I get concerned when people like Jason Rance bring this up is it can rile up people who aren't Sounders fans to begin with to then react in a negative way and show up and uh, threaten harm. Thankfully, uh, my understanding is uh, there, uh, the authorities knew where the three percenters and the, um, was it Patriot Front? I forget what the other white nationalist group is, were that day. Uh, and so the likelihood of harm was very, very small, but that's not something we knew at the time. So, yeah. Uh, all right, let's check it off. It's a, unless it's unless you have another another thing to bring up. I just so I think yeah. I think I think you know I think right now, um, you know, as people become more informed about this. You know, actually, what I really wanted to say, I did want to make a point. I wanted to make a point in both the Alliance Council, the ECS statements. One thing that I really like is they were both very measured statements. And, of course, I helped write one of the statements, so I'm a little biased. But um, we didn't, neither group said to cancel the sponsorship. Neither like we recognize we recognize the business aspect of soccer. We can simultaneously understand how we got to this point, but also call on the club to uphold their values. And I think there's a very important distinction there. Yeah, I think it's very important to recognize that even amongst the commenting session sessions. I feel like there's been a lot of very measured, not hyperbolic statements. There, you know, a lot of people might say something along the lines of, you know what, I am not going to buy any merchandise with the Providence logo on it. I'm not seeing a lot of comments that are saying, I'm never going to be a Saunders fan again. Oh, fuck this, fuck that. You know, like, I, I feel like, People are being very nuanced in their arguments here. And I think that's a credit and a testament to the conversation because it's really easy to dismiss if you're the club. If, for example, your complaint is, oh, I don't like that the sponsor is the same sponsor as the the Portland Timbers Stadium. That's an easy complaint to dismiss. It's... it's, but 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 that's not what's happening. There's some very educated, very nuanced statements being made, and to the club's credit, they're listening and they're you know they're 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 trying to understand how to best respond to this. Um, but I want to give a lot of credit to those that are angry because it's all too easy to just let emotion get in the way of the arguments. And and it makes it easier to dismiss. And I don't think that's really happening here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so so good on all of us for being educated in our in our in our complaints. I think. Yeah, and, and Pat on the back. I know when I wrote the Gorilla FC statement, uh, I was literally in a session with You Can Play talking about LGBTQ plus safety in in stadiums when it came out it's like it's i was in i was at a, a, a the isc conference in albuquerque and so it, it was just like wow how do how do you address this in the moment and uh i mean i think in a much said the same exact thing in a much shorter form because all i wrote was it's a bit concerning that our club would have a jersey sponsor who would seem to stand in direct opposition to the values the club professes we hope to hear more on why this is the case uh, and then some follow-up questions after that. And so ultimately, I, I think I would echo what Nicholas said, is that that uh, there's people that are mad, there's people that can continue to be angry, but for the most part, and it, completely understandable, for the most part, I think it's 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 more of a how did we get here and how do we ensure our club continues to uh, live up to the values it's professed. Yeah. And I, think, and I think a good way to kind of wrap this up a little bit is I do want to point out, um in both meetings it definitely the club acknowledged hey there are multiple th- things we've done in the vetting process to choose our sponsors in both cases one of the key things that they seemed to focus on in my opinion was the mental health aspect and what providence can provide to the players of the club. And I suspect as that also drops down to their throughout their system. So Tacoma defiance their youth Academy, etc. And I felt like, and again, I'm, I want to just preface by this is the impression I got was they, they seem to, they seem to think that maybe they didn't do as good of a job with mental health taking care of the mental health of their players in the past. And they were really excited about that process. And I think even in the press conference, they were really focused on the mental health side of, of what the partnership with Providence could happen. And not just on the club side, but also on the youth of King County and the, you know, in the Seattle area. So there are some wonderful potential aspects of this partnership that I hope do develop, but my concern is when you're talking about mental health, when LGBTQ and trans youth are at a higher risk of suicide, at a higher risk of problems, when and, and a lot of times faith-based organizations have different standards of mental health care yeah. than a secular group. I'm a little concerned about that. So while that could be good for the club, I just hope that there's, I hope there's a, I hope that 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 doesn't become the case, that it's two sets of standards, one for, you know, straight people and one for non-straight people, you know, and but I don't know, but I don't want to poo-poo on, some of the positive aspects of the 
of the partnership. I understand why they're excited about certain uh, aspects, I guess. Yeah, and I think I'll, le I'll leave everyone with one final point is that uh, be mad, express your concern, call your ticket reps, uh, continue to talk about this, continue to have conversations, uh, but uh, don't attack individuals. Like Agreed. this isn't this yeah. isn't Taylor Graham or Adrian or Hanauer or, or Danny running the social media. Yeah, right. You know? right. Or, or ticket rep, you know, Rhonda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Rhonda, yeah, one of Rhonda's the, the, the best. greatest ticket reps. You know, I love Rhonda. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, like let's also let, that's a, another good point to bring up is in both meetings, uh, the club acknowledged even their own staff were raising questions about this partnership. So they are aware people care. Yeah. And and it's not just coming from us, it's coming internally as well. And so they're trying from to extremists. find that balance. It's, no, you, you got to find the balance, you yeah. know, because there are a lot of parts of the partnership that are going to be positive. There really, there really are. No sponsor is going to be perfect. You just got to find that balance of, hey, the things that I don't like, is that going to affect the things that are important to us? Um, and I think I'm the jury's still out for me personally on this. And it's a damn shame because I've seen the next jersey. I, up until this sponsorship was announced, I was going to be the first I, I literally was the first person in line to buy the Jimi Hendrix jersey I planned to be the first person in line to buy whatever the next jersey was going to be was the plan I don't know if I'm going to buy it right now I need to wait I need to wait I need to see I need to I need to see action I'm just I'm I believe in economic activism. I don't shop at Walmart. I don't, I, I try to, I believe that how I spend my money matters. And I try not to support organizations and companies that go against core beliefs of mine. So I'm torn. Yeah. Also I'm shout torn. out to Jerry Neal, uh, former Alliance council Ooh. member and friend of many listeners uh, of this podcast. Uh, who has already made his goalie jersey for this year, and instead of getting Providence on it, it says Pro Choice. So in the Providence front yeah. font, and yeah. Uh, so shout out, yeah. shout Jerry. Out Jerry. On that. Jerry and I have had a history of uh, making our own goalie jerseys for the color schemes that you can't get in the store, um, and, and Jerry, Jerry nailed it. It looks beautiful if you go to his Twitter page. Uh, it, it's a really good jersey. Uh, so all the credit for his idea, just absolutely brilliant. It's it's brilliant, and I'm pissed because I wish I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm excited to to talk about the the new jersey. I've heard I've heard good things, and it'll probably drop in a few weeks, like after Club World Cup, right before the season starts. That's uh, is that when we should expect it? Yeah, I that think, seems I to think be worth like trending. Three, three weeks or so is what someone said recently. I don't know who it was, but 
Not it wasn't a club person. It was yeah, someone the, on Twitter. The buzz, the buzz is hot for it. I think like other Jimmy. clubs have announced that they're planning on releasing their jerseys in mid February, mm-hmm. and usually MLS does a jersey week. Yeah. So if anyone here's here's a little pro tip: if you see any club announcing when they're gonna drop their jersey. You can expect every other club within a five-day window of that. Yeah, we're is... usually last, though, it feels like. Save the best uh, for last. I yeah. mean, eh, why, 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 why hurt what's working? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm excited about the jersey. So speaking of jerseys, uh, we are coming up on the Club World Cup in nine days. This is Speaking of jerseys? F- yeah, because we have to because wear Because they jerseys. wear them? Yeah, it, it's not the greatest. It's not the greatest segue. They're or... also going to be wearing that wasn't me. not the new jersey, but it will have the sponsor that we just spent the whole time discussing on it at yeah. the Club World Cup. So, speaking of jock straps, <laughs> let me tell you what. Speaking of jock straps, isn't that Rusnak real dreamy? Um, I, I uh, let's get to let's get to Club World Cup. Let's get to lineups. Um, uh, you know what? What are uh, signings? Departures, all that jazz. Let's do it, let's do it. Cue the break music. Do we get the dance here? Are you putting on Sandstorm? Oh, I love Sandarud. Oh, that song came uh, out no. when I lived in Paris. Or no, uh, yeah, when I lived in Paris, that song came out. <laughs> I literally that would go to clubs. the best 90s club song. <laughs> I would go to clubs in Paris, and they would be playing that. Oh, they, as they should. It's... Did you ever see the New Year's countdown in, I think, Finland or, or Sweden, where basically at the two-minute mark to the New Year's, they started playing Sandstrom? And... The countdown ended when the beat hit, and <laughs> nice. it's it's worth finding. That's it's nice. worth finding. Be- and I'm gonna just, find it on YouTube, what, and I will put uh, it in the show description. <laughs> uh, Sun so storm so New Year's Eve. Was that accent? Okay. That's German. Uh, okay, so Sounders, we let's start with who's left the club, and 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 I want to allow Nick because pre-show. In our green room, so to speak, you, you had a good. Uh, well, I'll let you say it for who left. Comparing contrast. Yeah. I mean, we 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 lost the dancing bear, mm. and we got the hey bear. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey bear. <laughs> um, it's not going to be the same. I have a lot of love for Will Bruin. He's been such a great ambassador for this club. I sincerely hope. I don't think. I think he's still a free agent. I ho- I know he's got some gas left in the tank. I hope he lands with a club that needs him and will love him. Um. I know he's got some. He's got some goals left in him. I think. Will is. I mean. I think right now. What is he? Uh, I think he's a top fifty goal scorer in MLS history. I mean, the man has had a wonderful career. Um. So. So. Thank you, Will Bruin. I, he's a good dude. Miss. Let's not forget to mention that. Yeah. Like he came no, into no, an alliance that, council. Exactly I said that. Yeah, I mean, but are but you listening listen to me, Cameron? Well, you haven't we met friends? him though. We uh, have. That's true. I'm just. And Aaron. I am saying, <laughs> wow, pulling that card. When you meet him in person, he does this to me person, all the time. 
he is so awesome. Like, it, it, I think it's going to be a real loss in the locker room. But uh, yeah, at some point. But we've always had a strong locker room. Yeah, and I think we still do. Uh, because uh, now well, that we've website lost... still has him on our on our on our. Well, that's because technically, I think we still own the rights until he signs with someone else. But uh, you know, I think it, I love Will. It was A Bear is a huge upgrade. Um, you know, he... Sounders don't have him on on the roster, but MLS does. A <laughs> Bear basically the same site. It's weird. Yeah, A Bear. I can't. Believe hey, is our 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 bench option. He is a yeah, starting. He is a starting forward on a lot of teams. Yeah. Well, uh, he, most recently NYCFC, right? That's how we got him. Two hundred gam, two hundred k this year and next year. Uh, and if he does good, I uh, guess another hundred fifty thousand. So basically half a million dollars. He's thirty thirty one. Coming and off a major injury, but 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 he was playing uh, about he half came the off season last year. Last he played year. last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played about half the season last year. So, and I think he was um, a comeback of the year finalist, right? Wasn't he? He had like eight goals. Yeah, I mean, he uh, was there in he all was competitions. Tied, he had even more. Yeah, he was tied for yeah. the second highest scoring player on uh, New York City FC, and his goal per ninety minute average was just slightly below Raul's. Yeah, yeah uh, his goal actually for did 90 his goal is assist. Really it's, good. Yeah, it's his goal and assist per 90 is, is 0.76. So yeah, he actually came in uh, a game killer. last year and in six minutes scored a goal. So <laughs> he he he's awesome. And so in terms of somebody coming off the bench, that's a really large upgrade. I also think he could play up top with two in the front with him and Raul together. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not like he's got. Bruin's skill set. He's actually more versatile. He's he's more. He's got. To, he's kind of got Raul's skill set. I was going to say he's more akin yeah. to Raul than than um, Bruin. But not only that, but keep in mind, if you're just looking at him as, oh, this is going to be a great option off the bench. Little misguided. We have so many games this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, there are going to be a lot of games. Look how many times we saw Will Bruin last year and his whole career with us, and he was never our starting forward. Right. Yeah, and, and 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 with that said, though, I think even more so with League's Cup, and you know, we we just yeah, our calendar is just... getting more fixture congestion for sure. Uh, I expect to see, you know, if we're going to do an over under, if I ask you, what do we got? Thirty four games in the MLS regular season. Does that sound about right? Thirty four games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it more? With I, Louis? I'm going to say over under. A bear starting ten games. You're going to take the over or the under? Because I think I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Oh, all competitions, definitely yeah. over. Or just MLS? You said just MLS, thirty-four games. Well, you know, thirty-four. I would... I'm going to say, let's say all competitions. Let's be fair here. Let's be all competitions. Um, because honestly, MLS, if it's ten, Raul's probably hurt. Knock on wood, boy. I hope mm. that doesn't happen. But let's say ten competitions, all competitions. I think a bear is going to start over ten. 2019, 18 starts, 2020, 11, but that's probably because he tore his ACL. Yeah. Didn't start anything in 2021, and then nine goals last year, or nine I, starts last year. I think it a lot will depend on what Brian decides to do in terms of two mm-hmm. forwards versus well, one forward. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing two forwards, you can cycle through 
Raul or a bear ready and, and well, Freddie, but also, uh, I think Freddie's really been kind of dropping back in that pocket right behind the forward a lot lately. Uh, uh he did play forward a few times, but, uh, we kind of saw him playing that more, uh, False almost Dempsey like role in some ways. But I, I yeah. think Jordan Morris is still can play up top too. He doesn't need to be on the wing. So we have, we have four different players now, uh, and I honestly, I'd still love to see another uh, young player step up and actually try to get in there. Whether Tevez. It's Tevez I or... believe in Tevez. Right. I, I believe, believe in Tevez, in Tevez as a forward. Like, I think Tevez... Okay. I think Tevez next year will replace Freddie Montero mm. in, in that role. Mm-hmm. Now, does Tevez have the upside of being our starting forward? Probably don't think so, just because of the ambition of our of our team. Can he be a solid forward off the bench? I do believe that. Um, but I I believe he can bring some really good stuff to us, and and he can absolutely be depth for when we need those early rounds of open cup. Open cup. Um, you know, I, I I I'm excited to see what Tevez can do. Well, I, really I, I mean, we have MLS next pro league whatever so but, the, yeah, but, but that means up and down movement's a lot that. easier yeah. than it than it used to be right um is that true yeah it, I don't really it get is the it is yeah. but, next pro very much but it's a lot easier yeah. to bring someone up and bring them back down or, um, or the, the other way is where they they are on the sounders roster but they're playing a lot more time down there because uh the difference between mls next pro and when we're in the usl is no longer are players competing competing against you know thirty year old men. It's you can put mm-hmm. a youth player out there and have them get you know as many minutes as possible, so that by the time they step up into a starting or even backup role in the MLS, they've already played you know over a thousand minutes and and are ready to you know have made the mistakes as as Garth used to put it uh, that you want them to make at the youth uh, level, so they aren't making them at the professional level. And that's yeah. something that Garth was always so articulate about is right from the get-go, he was always, every meeting he had with us on the Alliance Council was always really talking about it's very important to make sure our youth get minutes. If they're not getting minutes, that's hampering their development. And so MLSX Pro, um, it makes me very optimistic hearing from our new, our, our new Garth uh that uh that we are going to loan players out we want players to get minutes and and unfortunately we got a log jam in certain positions particularly center mid um you know when you got atencio leva uh obed vargas all jp fighting for time well I'm potentially about young guys put, right now potentially put jp on loan <laughs> but well, but 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 they're going to need some minutes. So so I hope I hope we get we got the right idea coming up. And uh, here came here's a segue. Speaking of Danny Leva, mm-hmm. uh, he also ex- signed an extension with us along with uh, Christian and Jordan and Montero. Montero was a bit ago, but Christian, Jordan, and Leva all kind of signed re- very recently. And I think that points directly to we're going to use loans because Danny Leva. Is talented. He's more talented than I think MLS Next Pro, and I think he needs that that next step. He's not going to get a lot of minutes because I 
I, I, I Obed was in Revelation universe. last year. Right. Exactly. And I'm going to put this in the universe. JP is, I mean, he was already like training on the field at the end of last season. His just the goal was not to have him play. There was no real reason to have to risk that at that point. Um, the way we were playing as a, as a whole, I think. So I think he's fully healthy, ready to go for this season. And you know, you know, JP is going to be hungry. You're shaking your head. You don't think he's fully healthy? He uh, there damn there good, were some like reports. There are some reports that have came out recently that are, are public reports that that also match some of the stuff that I've heard. Um, some of the some of the reports that have come out that say he's about ninety to ninety five percent, and doctors had his recovery timeline at about nine months, and the Club World Cup would be around eight and a half months. I would not be surprised to see him get sub off the bench time right on up till the first week of MLS. Hmm. I would not be surprised if, if, if JP's not starting our first game on February 20, what is it? 28th. Does that sound right? February yeah, it is somewhere in there. I mean, our first game is nine days from now. Come on. Well, it's, it's my, not... my main point for JP 26. was for this year, he's going to hold those minutes, right? Yeah. That he's not, oh, yeah, that, that yeah. hopefully he's going to be healthy enough for the whole year and hold those minutes. Yeah. Not, not, not be on any. He is an MVP candidate. hundred percent. And I think last year, really showed how much and I I think I mentioned this the last time I was on the podcast is the Sounders have had a history of great number sixes you went from Ozzy to Gustav uh, Svensson over to JP Gustav was starting World Cups in the knockout rounds for Sweden um, JP Ozzy Gustav you we've never had anything but top three level number sixes in the league maybe top five if you depending on how you rate gustav um we we've just always had that we've always had amazing goalkeepers we've always had amazing number sixes that's been the sounders and last year when you lose your number six in May, on May 4th, and then Obed goes out a few weeks later, you saw you saw some of those challenges. And, 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 and again, when I'm saying Obed goes out, keep in mind, we're talking about a 16-year-old kid who was punching above his weight. I mean, ultimately... He came on the field I, I think, and we hadn't scored yeah. yet. He came on the yeah. field. We hadn't scored yet in the in that leg two of the finals. So I mean, he... no. But also at that point, Obed had been playing. I think at that point, Obed had already played in like eleven of our games up to that point. He had proven himself as a reliable, yeah. 100%. Uh, so with that in mind, I think having a season where we have a, a healthy center of the spine is going to make a huge difference. Um, I think it really will. Yeah. How do you guys feel about going through our lineup? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We haven't seen much change. Especially since uh, we've gotten this far and we haven't talked too much about individual players beyond uh, the players that are going to be coming back. Right, yeah. So, um, first episode of the New Year's, a few weeks after New Year's, but if we kind of do like New Year's resolution. So we kind of keep it succinct. I'm going to go through what I think, because I don't think really anything's changed um, for our basic starting 11. So that's Fry, Nuhu, Ariaga, Yamar, Alex, 
Roldan, Christian Roldan, JP, Russ Neck, Ladero, Morris, Rui Diaz. Sound about right? Agreed. Okay. okay. So, Fry, what should be his New Year resolution for this year? Cameron, you go ahead. I think it's to uh, continue uh, the domination he's had, but also, you know, he's, he's probably winding down his career here. Uh, and here so, or just in general? In general, I meant here in, in time-wise. And so I think it's, it's for him. He cemented himself in being a club legend. I think this could be one of those years where he could cement himself into being an MLS legend by the numbers. So I would, uh, uh, you know, uh, the only goalie I can think of that I put up there with him, maybe Joe Cannon, even though he was a little bit Ramondo. before time. But, yeah, Nick Ramondo. Ramondo, for sure. Nick Ramondo is the greatest goalkeeper in, in MLS history. I, I love it. I, I hope that Fry doesn't end up like Nick Ramondo. And what I mean by that is, if I recall correctly, Nick Ramondo never won Goalkeeper of the Year. Yeah, that seems right. I want to see Fry be a finalist for Goalkeeper of the Year again. I want to see him have a healthy season to play the full the full yeah. season. I think the last yeah. two seasons he's missed a little bit of time. He had his knee um, this last year, right? Was that this year? Was it? Was this year the hip or twenty two or the? I'm losing time. Time has the no knee, meaning. The He's knee missed about was, seven matches, though, each last couple seasons. The knee seasons. was uh, when Alex stepped in for him, and that was back in the uh, days of, <laughs> yeah. of the COVID. I feel like this year was yeah. the hip flexor when he got run into a little friendly fire, I believe. Anyway, right. I, I would love to see Fry, knock on wood, have a healthy season because when he is healthy and he plays a full season – he is a finalist for goalkeeper of the year. So I'm going to say healthy. I'm, I'm going to type these because at the end of the year, I want to kind of see if they've followed their New Year's resolution. Okay. Mm-hmm. So healthy and dominant, healthy, dominant, and a potentially goalkeeper of the year. Right. Yeah. We like that. Healthy. Yep. For the sake of our listeners, let's, let's keep it brief moving forward. Cause we're, we're, we're yep. almost up to brevity past 45 brevity. minutes. Who so. needs brevity? <laughs> and okay. Uh, new who Cameron, no, no, Nick, go. Cameron started last one. New who new year's resolution. Focus on what he does best. He got his goal. <laughs> he got his goal. There we mm-hmm. go. Focus on what he does best. Um, I, I would say moving on. There you go. Uh, this summer. Uh, sell them. Yeah. If the offer comes in, if not, it's not the worst thing in the world to have a left back who can shut people down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you lose a little offense, but you got one of the best defensive left backs in the league. Trade offs. Right. Focus on what you do best, Nick, and move on, Cameron. <laughs> uh, Ariaga, Cameron, go. Uh, stop making uh, horrible mental errors, which he seems moving in the right direction, and um, make sure you don't lose your job to a 22-year-old again. What 22-year-old is that, Reagan? Yep. Isn't he older than 22? Isn't he like 24? I think he was 22 last year. Nick, go ahead. Ariaga, what what is his New Year's resolution? I he's, mean, right he's now he's twenty four now, so he's 
23 last year. It reminds me a lot of the Torres, Shad Marshall, Kim Kihi, where put any three of those in as a center back pair, we're going to be okay. Because I think Jackson Reagan's right in there. Like yeah. he's, I could see a world in which he supplants Javi as the starting center back by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. He's got to overcome some of those. Uh, he had really struggled down the stretch last year, and I think – uh, Jackson might have talked to us about this in the um, end of the year episode, but uh, you know he got that red card, and then I remember I went and watched him in the the playoffs for Defiance, and he gave up uh, two goals in the in the pretty bad loss there against Timbers too. So uh, hopefully yeah, he's had an off season to kind of grow and and keep uh, get get his confidence back. I think I think it's going to come down to. Um, right now, Yamar and Javi are clearly your starters. But I do believe that depending on the opponent, depending on the opponent, there are worlds in which Jackson Reagan might be a better option than Javi. And so matchups. Yeah. And now before, before we move on to the next player, I just, I have to ask you this, Nicholas, is Caleb Porter at your house right now? Because I am hearing a lot of crying and whining in the background. <laughs> and so I'm thinking Caleb Porter must be over. Is that is that what's going on? You you know I have a three-year-old, right? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, yeah. oh, I thought it was. That's why I'm you in the garage. That's, that's not, that's not, you know what, That that's not denying that Caleb Porter is at my house. I, a three-year-old could be <laughs> yeah, Caleb you never, Porter. You didn't say it wasn't um, Caleb Porter. That could still be Caleb Porter. I want this, this, this is, you're, you're not wrong. It's so true. <laughs> Uh, I do apologize for that. No, I, um, no I, not I'm at all. I don't care. I just wanted it's been to a hell of, it's been a hell of a start to the new year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I moved. I got laid off. I'm I'm having I'm having. You know what? I'm just gonna drink. Bottoms up. <laughs> Me too, buddy. <laughs> so who's up next? All who's, right. who's our next player? Uh, We're at Yamar. Yamar. Thighs. Thunder thighs. Continued dominance. He's our new Chad Marshall. Defender of the year for me. I'm gonna actually put. My I want to see him. Resolution. I want to see him as a finalist for defender of the year. That's the New Year's resolution. Resolution. Defender of the uh, year finalist. It's where he finalist. Belongs. Let's just take it. Cameron, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean he's he's solid. He the, the isn't the defender of the year award named after Chad Marshall uh, in the MLS? Mm-hmm. So who better to get it? <laughs> it will be one day. <laughs> I think it is now. I think they might have when he retired. So. Uh, who better to get it than Yamar? Okay, we all agree, and that should kind of be. Yeah, he's been so consistent and dominant. I I love. I love you know, I mean, but between Javi Yamar and Jackson Reagan, I need one of them to learn how to do the bunny hop. <laughs> missing that, I'm missing Roman Torres. I'm missing the bunny hop in the locker room. One of them's got to. One of them's got to step up. Agreed. You know, one of them get some dance moves going. Make it happen. Maybe maybe a bear is a dancing bear, you know. You know, maybe he can do it for him. Alex rolled on. Uh, I forgot who started last. So Cameron. Uh, you know, continued growth in the position. Uh, we did see a little bit of regression last year throughout the year, but by the end of the year, he was back to making some amazing crosses that that uh, kept us in some games. So I'll think... interject there. I think once his brother got hurt, his he didn't he didn't know how to 
not n- didn't know how that's harsh you saw that drop off that right. you're talking about yeah. that's my opinion the connection maybe wasn't yeah. as strong brotherly love was gone so and that, he, that'll be yeah, back but and that that's a huge dynamic on the right side right and and so just continuing to see him push forward and make amazing crosses so i i would expect him to be among the assist leaders for the sounders next year nicholas I mean, that's a good goal right there, being among the assist leaders, you know, being one of the top three assist leaders of the team. Um, Yeah, you know what? Let's leave it at that. Top three assists, be a top three assist uh, leader. Getting into the attack, especially if who's on the other side, he's going to have to get in. Uh, Let's see him continue to do what he does best when when he's confident. All right, Nicholas, why don't you talk about his brother, Christian. New Year's resolution. Oh, man. Uh, Just signed a long-term contract. That's fantastic. Five years, right? That sounds about right. Um, Which is career sounder. With Christian. I mean, bulk of his career, obviously. I mean, it's going to be hard to find someone who, who, like, he he is the heart in a way that Zach Scott was the heart. Someone that like Brad Evans, he's just, he's a future captain of the team. I have nothing but great things to say about Christian. Uh, What I'd like to see for this year, unfortunately, isn't really going to be dictated by him. I'd like to see him stay in a consistent position Mm -hmm. where that is. I don't know. Uh, Hopefully with people being healthy, he's going to be on the wing. Uh, unfortunately said, he's being, Brad Evans. He's, he can play anywhere he's needed. That's, that's a yeah, blessing he, and a curse. Him and JP that's a rolled on thing. Apparently him and JP next to each other were just awesome. So I, I like that. I like that more. I think I don't honestly, I kind of want to s- the club seemed last year to want to put Morris and Christian in a position to make the World Cup rosters. That's fair, yeah. And they wanted to keep them in positions that would showcase them best for those World Cup rosters. This year, now that that's no longer a thing, mm-hmm. I think Cameron's on to something when he says having, Al, or having Christian playing next to JP and move... Rusnak up a line. Um, maybe, maybe is the answer. I don't know, but unfortunately, it means that we might see him playing different positions, and I don't want that. I want him to be consistently in one spot. Um, I mean, that's what I'd like to see. The beautiful thing about him is he can play those positions. For the person that I want to be in one spot, moving on to the next player, I'm going to talk about is Rusnak. Rusnak needs to be our center attacking mid. He needs to be the player standing behind Raul or Raul and Hebert and pushing forward. We saw last year what he could do with the ball. We saw last year in the Club World Cup by a video created by the amazing Aaron Lingley of Sounders Scuttlebutt uh, where he That's me. just made such a difference in that game. And unfortunately, unfortunately, Nico, while still covering... Uh, you know, one of the top players on the team and covering ground uh, throughout a game is in the bottom uh, five in terms of speed. Nico, I love Nico. I love him so much. He will always be a legend for our team. 
I don't think he's the player that we can push the ball forward through anymore um, unless he's a super sub. Well, uh, I'll let Nick have his New Year's resolution for Russ Neck, and then we'll go to Ladero. We didn't we didn't skip JP, but we, we'll get back to him. But um, JP is going to be MVP at the end. Okay. <laughs> MVP Cam. So with 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 Rusnak, um, yeah, go go Rusnak, and then they do JP since Cameron already did his. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's the thing. The reality is, unfortunately, let's just take JP off the menu right now. Let's talk about Rusnak and Lodero yep. because I think the two of them are their 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 fate this season are going to be intertwined. Hmm. You got to decide what you're doing about the two of them together. My thought is you're probably going to see both of them on separate lines. One of them is going to be in the band of three. One of them is going to be in the the eight role. Who's who? That's going to be the question. Now, my question is, look at NYCFC and Maxi Morales, and I've talked about this before on this podcast. I think that if you can convince Nico to take on that number eight role and redefine his 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 role not only do you add a little bit of longevity to his his time mm-hmm. but you also i don't know but i suspect that in a vacuum rusnak is going to contribute more offensively than nico I suspect, I don't know, and I'm not the coach. But I think that one of them is going to play the 8, one of them is going to play the 10. And and which direction that goes, is they're going to be tied together. It is, 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 I want both of them on the field. I, I trust Brian to make those decisions. I'm being armchair, armchair analyst here. But I'm curious to see... I suspect that if you push Rusnek up a line, he's going to be closer to that double-digit 10 and 10 mm-hmm. numbers that I know he can put up. And I, I think Rusnak this year is going to put up numbers potentially that are closer to what people might have expected from him last year. So let me and, ask you a question about that real quick. Uh so in this in this instance, you can't have an eight and a ten if you have two people playing the six, and then you also have to have people in the wing, right? We're already, we're up to thirteen players on the field suddenly. So <laughs> you know what that that that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> so I mean, if if you're having to choose, Obviously, wow, the Sounders a- are just, the Sounders are just overwhelming opponents. <laughs> 13 v 11 i like it <laughs> let's let's make it happen it's the odd one out then uh, let's, uh, yeah let's... i presume you meant like change in, in formation depending on uh, right. matchups and game and but, i mean but we i mean we, we should also Jordan do a resolution for brian spoiler well alert, we gotta we, we have a be more succinct there <laughs> nicholas <laughs> you know um so what I, is the resolution for us Nick? Nick? i mean better numbers me, than ladero Yes, here, here the succinct for for Rusnak this year is 
him being the fulcrum that the offense goes through as we transition from Lodero being the fulcrum that the offense goes through. Be the fulcrum. Be water. Hint. Um, you guys don't get it? Never mind. Um, I'm, I'm just smiling and nodding. Okay. Be Isn't that from the that, fulcrum. Uh, that, that cartoon from Nickelodeon? Don't, let's not talk about it. Airbender? Close. Uh, Ladero. Well, well, JP, Cameron said MVP. Nick, I, I, I agree with Cameron. I think he. I think he's going to come out here and, and he's going to win an award. He's going to win an. It might be MVP, and if he doesn't get that, it's definitely going to be. He's going to win comeback player. He's going to win comeback, comeback player of the year. Going to win comeback player of the year. Period. Exclamation point. Mark it down. Comeback. Unfortunately, there's only been one number six period. who's ever won MVP, and that was Charlie Joseph. Uh, the wonderful forward. The for us. fact, the target forward. Uh, <laughs> don't even don't. I got bought so many sympathy drinks in Mexico for that. I was in Mexico for that Seattle Portland game where Charlie Joseph played forward. The bartender. He didn't play forward. Sa- he was just in, out there. In 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 Sayulita, Mexico, the bartender. One was just thrilled that a gringo like me was was um. Uh, was wanting to have him put on soccer. And then us getting beat by Portland, he bought me multiple drinks. Uh, I will always thank that guy. Um, okay, but with that said, uh, with real, that real said, quick, guys, I, I, got, I got to jump off real quick here. I apologize to the listeners. I know that for me, uh, uh, hearing me talk is one of the highlights of your day. Um, you can you can hear more from me uh, on lots of other podcasts. So uh, I'm going to leave it to the experts. Not here. All of them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it to the I experts. Mean, I'm just here. grateful. I'm just grateful that the podcast doesn't have video because they don't see that I am shirtless and rubbing my nipples every time Cameron talks. He just uh, has that sultry voice that makes me. Just go. Hmm. So and now I don't want. Now I don't notch. want you here either. <laughs> I think we just do the last three players by myself. I'll, All right, I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this. Shalry Joseph is the greatest forward in Sounders history. Yeah, I'm thinking statue. All right, Cameron. I will. We'll, we'll record our next one probably in a week. Uh, thanks great. for being on, buddy. Yeah, I'll talk to you all soon. Talk to you later. So I will assume the role of Cameron in the uh, New Year's resolutions, and we got Ladero. Morris and Rui Diaz, and then we can uh, head on out of here. Lodero. So yeah, so we just finished. So 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 with Lodero, like I said, I think it's tied to Russ Neck. I really do. I think that um, between Lodero and Russ Neck, I think this year is going to be the paradigm shift where the offense is going to flow through Russ Neck instead of Lodero. Now, these are good problems to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Rusnak, Lodero, JP, they can all deliver. And I just hope to God we see them all on the field at the same time for 20-plus games this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want, I'd want them all on the field and it working properly, right? Uh, that's We want them all on the field because there are best 11 individual players, but that doesn't necessarily mean the system's going to be running smoothly. We only had with injuries true... and everything like that. We never really got to see how it could work out. Uh, I, I believe we had, had our true starting 11 
uh, twice last year. I believe for the first 15 minutes of the CONCACAF Champions League final. And I think the other game was, I think, one of the other Champions League games. I think maybe the New York City FC game. But, like, our ideal starting 11 played on the field together for maybe 120 minutes. It was stupid. It was just stupid. A rough year and the greatest year, but that that's that was for our last episode. So um, I Morris, I, I kind of agree, right? but if you're if you're if, sorry, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say if you if you were at Schmetzer, what are, what is he telling Ladero? This is what we need from you this year. This is what your goal is. Not so much a paradigm shift because that, that's a that's a prediction by Nicholas. What do you think is his resolution? What did he, Nico tell his wife on Jan one? I don't I I honestly don't know because because I am not even going to presume I know more about what the team should do than Schmetzer. I'm not even going to even pretend no that fun. I know. Just I know. I know. Okay. Um 10 goals. But okay, 10 goals, 10 assists. All right, I'll I'll, I'll play along. I'll play along. He's got penalties, uh, free kicks. I think kicks, this year is going to be that shift like I said where the offense starts to flow through through Rosnack more than Lodero. Um, I think if I'm Schmetzer, I'm telling Lodero that we want you to extend your career. And as part of that, we need you to take on a new role. And if you excel in this role, you can be a sounder for another two, three years. If not, your contract's up at the end of the year and Thank you for everything. All right, I, so I think I think this year Nico comes down to accepts yeah. deep lying role and I, excels. So. I'm going to add that and excels. He will have ninety five percent passing. I mean, the man, the man, uh, he's super talented. Um, he had. A, I mean, I think no one. I don't think anyone expected him to have to have a consistent year the way he did after coming off of the previous year with just being a shell of himself at yeah. least his knee being a shell of his knee um but he he was for all intents intents and purposes really really good last year he wasn't 2016 17 18 19 ladero but he wasn't 21 no. ladero he, he was solid he justified he his dp captain. contract exactly um I, I i agree with that so i think he does need to make that shift rusnak is clearly a higher ceiling for us and he's already one of the best midfielders in the league. When we got, I would him, like so to see. I would like to see right Lodero spot. stay for another couple of years. Uh, after this season, I don't think he's going to be a DP. Mm-hmm. So for him to stay, excels a new contract. Well, well, the, well, the thing is, that would mean is, he did does well. All right. Well, well, no, that's the thing. Is 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 I think we can agree that Nico will not get a DP contract at the end of this. For term. sure. Yeah. No. So the question is: Is he going to stay? So if he's going to extend the career, he needs to show a willingness to modify his game to put himself in a position to be that because because spending Tam dollars on a number eight is one hundred percent doable. Um. 
that's just that's just kind of where I'm leaning. Okay, so who's next? Morris? Are we? Are we yeah, Morris? I agree with you. I'll just I'll just be. Nico accepts deep lying role, excels, and a new contract. Generally, that's pretty much what we said in a nutshell. Yeah, Morris. I, think so. I will start with this. You one. start. I feel like, other than his rookie year, and granted, he's had two injuries, two significant knee injuries, but Morris was the second coming of Christ in American soccer when he was a rookie, right? <laughs> he didn't go to Werder Bremen. He wanted to stay at home because he had a new puppy, and he was going to be amazing, and he was in his rookie year for a rookie, right? Didn't he have like 10 goals or something like that? So Once he got up to Schneid, he, he won rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. He he was, scored in his wonderful. debut with the U.S. men's national team, right? And, and or was he, that just when he played against yeah, Mexico? Yeah, and, and even even even... even Twenty tw- right before he tore his ACL, he led the U.S. national team in goals. Um, there was an argument to be made that he was the best U.S. national team player of the year over Pulisic. I think that would have been what twenty twenty one. The years are are kind of blurring together, so you'll have to forgive me. But I'd like to see him come back to that that level of confidence. Yeah. Well. In that way, I agree with that. I want that confidence, but I, I want I, I want his play to be backed up by what. I mean, he's still young. It's like twenty six, right? So double digit goals. I'm saying period. fifteen plus. This is a breakout. And and, and Schmetzer said this with it, the quotes from Schmetzer after they signed the contract. Is I spoke to the, both these these men, and and this isn't oh a, going from boys to men. Yeah. ABC <laughs> BBD. East Coast family, uh, go full. Darude to boys and men. The spectrum of Nick's catalog, uh, which I see in the back of your your room there. Um, but I'm saying 15 plus goals. Let's let's be dominant. Let's 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 put your head down and be one of the best, if not the best, winger in the league. I, I, he has he's had that potential. He's had setbacks. He's come back from them very well. But considering um, what he's capable of. I, I want to see that, and I and I think he can do it. So fifteen plus goals. I don't care about assists with him, even though he is a winger. I want a goals out of him. Fifteen plus. What do you think? I mean, well, that's a really high high bar he can, considering he's he never hit score. fifteen. He's never hit fifteen in in, in MLS. That's my I, point. I get it. I, think I get he it. Can I get it? Um. Double digits, one hundred percent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a little bit more leeway. Say double digits, but with JP, with Rusnak, with Lodero, with with rolled on. If we have, for the love of God, can we have our starting eleven play more than 120 minutes in a season? If we can do that, I think we're going to see a lot of good things. Okay, it's a big. You're saying double digits. Give him double digit goals. Give him double digits. I, I'm then, not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say fifteen, but I'm going to say double okay, digits. One hundred percent. It's okay. I did. You won't. You won't. You'll be right if I'm right. So there you go. And speaking of a lot of good things, our last player, and we can do we can do Schmetzer real quick at the end here. But our our last player, Rui Diaz, provides a lot of good things. In particular, they are goals and very very sexy goals. Um, you start. What's his New Year's resolution? His New Year's resolution is going to be, I want Rui Diaz to be a top 
five in the league goal scorer throughout the season. Give me top five. He is absolutely capable. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance he might not get a lot of Peru call-ups. You know, uh, he had his injury last he year. Seems to have fall, he seems, he to, seems have, to have fallen. He seems to have And again, with the bit. age mm-hmm. and, and Peru being where they are, um, I would I would not be surprised to see him not get a lot of call-ups, maybe one to two this year. But the reality is, the, I think Raul, and and between you and me, Raul is a competitive, fiery player. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. He's clutch too. Well, that that as well. But make no mistake. Obafemi about Martins it. was not clutch, and that's where he is is better than Obafemi for us. And, and I love yeah, Oba. We, we've established that I love Will Bruin, but. Having Will Bruin on the on the bench and having a bear on the bench are two separate things. I is... think a bear is going to push Rui Diaz. Good point. And I I do believe Rui Diaz by the end of the year his ceiling is being a top five goal scorer in the league. I got some stats and. It leads to what you're saying. It's a really interesting pattern. Um, 2018 is when he signed with the club. He played in 14 games, started 13. That's about half the season. We know why he was a summer signing, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, we almost never sign our big players off season. 2019, 22 games played, 20 of them started. So a lot more games than the previous year. But then in 2020, it's a shorter season. But in 2020, so we had only 17 games. In 2021, 26 games. But then last year, 18 games. So you see, see, it's like up, down, up, down, up, down. So that means in 2023, he's at least going to play 22 to 26 games. Matches. So we might be due for exactly what we want. Because if he has the minutes, he's going to score goals. Right? He had... 10 in 14 games played, 11 in 22, 12 in 17, 17 in 26 games played, 9 out of 18. So he's scoring a goal every other match. Not and he's not, and, 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 and reminder, he's also not taking penalties really. Uh, so, a, exactly, right? These are like, these, these are, are the goals. These, these are, are goals. Yes. And, and not he, this, this, not this, oh, look at him. He's got 30 goals. Yeah, but he took 15 penalties. So, yeah, no. Totally. Uh, he had 59 goals for us, actually, um, in 97 matches. 80 only, And 88 of those are starts. So, And we're just talking about MLS regular season. Just, we're not talking about playoffs. We're not talking about regular yeah. season. Yep. So, um, yeah, yeah, not even the playoffs. So this is supposed to be the year that he starts and plays in more than 20-plus games and then, therefore, gets double-digit goals. And you're right, I think, the push with the A-Bear, the Bear chasing him, he's – Probably he might be up there in the top five, and that's exactly what I want. And an angry, or I would say not angry, but a, a hungry, determined, determined, Rui Diaz determined. Is, is, I think determined is right. Top three striker in the league, if not probably the best, because I don't know. I, I he's just he's an animal. Now, or a flea, I should say. Un, un, unfortunately, he's thirty-two, so we are getting to that point where 
But it is I think this is get, this could be his last great year. Fair point. He doesn't need his speed, which is generally where the age in soccer that's that's what deteriorates. Because he's got he's got Morris, and also Christian's underrated for his speed. He's got he's got game speed, right? Like they say in football, Christian just Christian is a bulldog. He will never give up. He will never never surrender. He will. (laughs) He's a goonie. Actually, we can't. Oh, there there you go. I was gonna say I can't go goonie because that reminds me of the San Jose earthquakes of the mid two thousands. So Galaxy Quest never give up. There you go. Never Never surrender. There you go. Wait, no. Um, no, that that's right. At the end. You know that right. happened at you the end, right. but that was that was yeah. ca- that was yeah, that was the captain Neil. Also, Tag. a very underrated movie. That movie is so good. We uh, watch that movie. I have it on DVD. Same, same. God, how many people listening uh, don't know what a DVD is, or at least don't own a DVD? If if, if someone listening that doesn't know what a DVD is, uh, we got we, problems. In our, it's gonna happen soon, man. There's gonna. Be... Do I didn't know what an 8-track was until I was like 11 or 12. So there's people born fairly recently that, I mean, my three-year-old doesn't know what a DVD is. Anyway, let's go do your Schmetzer. So I, we're both okay. saying, I, I agree with you, top five goal scorer. This is this is a, a, a positive year for him because of his history. And that's just looking at numbers and being looking at patterns. So yeah. Schmetzer, because you want to do it. I think, I think with Schmetzer... I'd like to see a, an an openness to evolve. I think with the talent he has, it opens the door to possibilities. Whether that means formation changes, um, so so with Schmetzer, I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see him evolve from some of his predictable patterns. So whether that means I think Cameron would agree with you starting more youth, whether that means changing formations, I don't know. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to let that go again. I am armchair analyst here. I do not presume to know more. Thank you. Uh, I do not presume to know more. I'm a player coach in pub league. That does not give me license to be a coach in MLS. Hey, you put me in the position to succeed this season, and I won an award. So thank you. You um, did okay. Yes. So see, I got I, and, I got skill and this I got awesome Rainier snuggie that I'm wearing. What we found to be a hundred and thirty dollar value snuggie. I mean that Rainier snuggie is probably better than a Rainier tuggy, which would be a bottle shaped apparatus to put around your crotch. You already. This is what happens when you drink all your wine, Nick. All right. Uh. Hey, I still, I still have a little bit left. But hey, um, if you're not familiar with the tuggy, Google search. At least, at least, at least this episode already has explicit check marked on it um, from earlier. Um, Okie dokie. I, I agree with you on that one. Um, on the explicit in the tuggy or the Schmetzer. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Schmetzer openness to evolve. Because um, yeah, I think he. A little stuck in his ways. A few, I think last year there, there was a there was a lot going on um, in terms of expectation and and competition, Com- like the actual competitions the team was in from Concacaf to Open Cup to the to the season and all the expectations behind it, the injuries, all that jazz. So uh, I think that was a tough year to be a manager of the Sounders, but uh, we didn't make the playoffs. So 
this is going to be a year and that's that's mine make, just make the playoffs again let's this is an anomaly year not a oh shit there's a problem Agreed. we have the same we have the same roster as a, as a team that didn't make the playoffs but that team also if you look at it can win the MLS cup so let's make let's make last year an anomaly hey the the bottom line is yes we didn't make the playoffs yes mm-hmm. i'm bummed about that because I loved holding that above people's heads that we've never missed the playoffs. Yes, 100%. say that anymore. However, I get to hold a different thing above people's heads. We won Champions League. We're in the Club World Cup. (laughs) Uh, But we also, I don't like making excuses. We had a lot of injuries. Everyone gets injuries. It just sucked. That's tough. It's really tough. We we literally, like we've said multiple times on the on these last twenty minutes, our starting eleven played one hundred twenty minutes of a thirty four game season. Yeah. And if we're doing the math for those, not even talking about all competitions, we're just talking MLS. Three thousand sixty minutes is thirty four minutes, or is thirty four games. And when you play 120, and I think we're estimating high on that. I'm say 1.79%. That's, that's not going to help you win games. Spoiler alert. I'm not Alrighty. a major. Alrighty. I think we should wrap this up. Um, Do it. Good, good. It was good to be back. Um, and thank you for being on, man. Um, yeah. Friend of the podcast. You've been on what now th- at least three times. That right. sounds about right. Yeah. Right. Your legendary story down in, in I think it was Mexico with the police escort and the helicopters and the guns. That was. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> all of the above, right? Uh, no, I've been, I've been very, very lucky. Been very lucky. I wish I was going to Morocco. I have a lot of friends who are going to Morocco right now. Uh, as a matter of fact, the club is uh, – there are approximately 350 Sounder fans that are going to be going to Morocco. That's awesome. Um, Through ECS, is that the way you know a number? I, I, I've been told that number. I, I, I've been told that number. I, I – it's not all ECS. It's just – that's a number I've been, I've been quoted. Okay. Well, that um, is – that'll look great <laughs> that'll look great the 350 yeah. across the planet that's, i mean it's gonna look good for us that's and good for them wonderful what an experience. Stuff. i am so excited for people i'm I'm jealous um but i've been lucky enough to be able to do some fun traveling for the sounders as we've talked about before on the podcast uh so i'm excited for the people that are going and i wish them safe travels i wish them nothing but amazing experiences and for the love of god let's win that first game which will guarantee us three games if we win the first game saturday the 4th of february that's right which is in a week basically i'm gonna put this out probably for tomorrow the 27th so people will have a weekend to listen to and the whole week to prepare um and we will do a review show after that maybe maybe cameron and i will sneak one in um during the week but um, uh, what is your prediction? I think I think we, the reasonable expectation is we'll we'll win against uh, the Egypt club. That I I honestly I didn't pull up to make sure I got the pronunciation. You presume right, but... the Egypt club is going to be the Oceana club, um, which is a good assumption given the Oceana club is uh, mm-hmm. I believe a semi pro league. Yeah. Um, with that said, my concern realistically 
is we've always struggled in our first game of the year, which is often against a lower level CONCACAF Champions League team, like a Santa Tecla type of team. We've often struggled against a team like that. Um, we are going to be in preseason form. That's a big challenge. Other teams are in midseason form. We have the talent on paper to win the game. But 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 not being in form is is gonna be tough. So I think that first game is going to be nervy as hell. I think that game is not going to be a runaway. It's going to be moments of frustration, moments of you know what happens next. I think honestly, whoever scores that first goal is going to dictate how that game goes. And for the love of God, I want it to be us. Um if we score JP. that first goal, we score that first goal. I between you and me, I don't expect JP to start. I don't. I between don't you and JP me, to... we we're we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Tell okay. <laughs> Between everyone else listening, I I just it's okay. don't see. There's only like three listeners. Um, look at look at the history. Look at the history of us bringing players back from major injuries. We never have them have their first yeah. appearance be a start. It's always off the bench. Well, that's why he'll come in at 90 minutes where it's zero zero, and uh, he'll win the game. I mean, that <laughs> falls under the nerviness of what I'm talking about. It's a very real possibility. I. If we score that first goal, we might win this game 3-1. If they score that first goal, it's going to be frustrating, and we're going to have to battle our ass off. Um, At least what we have going for us is, like we just went through the starting 11, that we, that's our, that's, they've all played together. Make no mistake about it, this is a hungry group. Yeah, granted, JP is the main player that made your stat of, well, not a real stat. We don't know the exact number, but 120 minutes of playing together, right? Ballpark. We're, but, we're but within, we're with within 60 minutes of that time frame. Yeah, but most of those other players, we had, have all been together for more than a calendar year. For mostly two years. Since JP got here, essentially. And Rusnak was last year, but he, he was at least able to play with you're everyone all year. You're not, you're not, yeah, so there's you're not at wrong. least that familiarity of knowing where, where the players should be. It's just, can you put yourself there because you're rusty? So I, I that is a concern, as is the start the first match of every year. But yeah. hopefully um, Schmetzer has oh, their head on right man. and his head on right, right? I just, come on. Can I Can I just be real for a moment? I'm I'm not going to put on rave green tinted glasses, but my God, do I want to see us play against Real Madrid in mm-hmm. a real game? I want that so bad. Not a friendly. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's that's Let's the whole point this. of making it. Well, the, I mean, for anyone but UEFA club, the whole point, and if you make it this, is to, to get to that UEFA team and have a chance to make a huge international splash, and that is what Garth wanted. And I'm, you know he'll be rooting his ass off for us. I would argue there's going to be a lot of MLS supporters that want to see that happen. Like they, Not Portland, you, but and, yeah. and and I, you know what? No, no, no. I I think I think even the reasonable Portland hell. If it like was it. the other way around, I'd want to see Portland win the first game. Then I'd want to see them get their ass handed to them against Real Madrid. 
if I'm being honest. But I, I want to see that. I want to see that. And so... Well, we don't have to talk I, about that because they're not there. We can talk about us. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, but what I'm getting at is I, I suspect that a lot of fans around the league want to see that that match happen. They want to see. They, they want to know so how does up. MLS stack up in... In a in a in a game that counts against Real Madrid, like 100%. I I th- I want I want to know, I want to know. We've never had that. The league has never had that. Yeah, and this is the let's, only place that you can actually out. see it without it being a friendly, which doesn't count for anything, right? So, that that's the point. Is is yeah, gotta be this real? Is, this is this is real. And now now with that said, I'm not gonna poo poo it, but. If that matchup happens, we're going to play something in the mix of a B to C team, is my suspicion. I don't give a hell. I'm trying to help you out on the the swearing here. Um, I don't care. I don't care. It's a a game that counts for real. Right. Let's let's go. Let's go. And I want that for everyone that's traveling. I want them to see three games. I don't want them to go out there for one game. I I want them to get three games hell and i want that third game to be the goddamn final let's go let's go lfg let's fucking there is i don't mind okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put on my dreamer hat right now with fixture congestion there is a world in which the sounders win the first game which could end up being the tougher the games than versus real madrid it could be a game where both teams are hungry both teams want it they could play a Real Madrid game that's in in the middle of fixture congestion that doesn't take the tournament seriously. Could look at it similar to the way that the Sounders maybe look at the first round of the U.S. Open Cup. It could be a similar comparison. Let me dream. We could eke out a win against Real Madrid, and now we're in the final against Flamengo, against whoever. I mean, I mean... That'd be shockwaves. So yeah, so you're awesome. to quote so Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> let's let's make it happen. Let's go. Um, that's the fun part about being a fan is you get to dream. And I'm gonna let us all dream right now. Let's do it. Let's go. And now it being 10 p.m., let's wrap this up so we can start dreaming. Okay. Sounds great. Nick, love you, buddy. It was great seeing you last night. Great seeing you on my computer and hearing your voice. Always love your perspective. And uh, it was a heavy start to the show, obviously. Um, but I think you and Cameron give us layman's, us being me, and and maybe some of our, our listeners that are just – I'm not a casual fan. I, I'm, I'm there just about every match that I can, can be there ever since 2009. But I, even I was just like, oh, cool. I'm not just not in tune. I'm not. I'm not at the meetings. I'm not. I get it through you and Cameron. So um, that's why we do this and the scuttlebutt segment is to kind of get that the gist of that. And I think you both gave really good perspective for us, and I appreciate that. Where can they find you on the interwebs on social media if 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 you want people to know? Absolutely. So on Twitter, I am Nikita Banana. N-I-Q-U-I-T-A. I forgot about that. I love it. <laughs> Nikita Banana. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Cascades to see. Cascades to see. Um, but ultimately, uh, one thing I do want to promote real quick, if I may, 
I run the ECS Pub League, which you are the uh, the incumbent newcomer of the year, Aaron Lingley, the newcomer of the year for the Pub League. Can't win it Premier twice. Division. You can only win it once. And and you only get one shot at it, and mm-hmm. you took your shot. You took your shot. Uh, so congratulations. And by the way, that is voted on by the entire league, so it is not a favoritism thing. So it's not just, oh, well, Nick's the director. He he voted for his friend Aaron. No, this was voted on by all of the players that in the league. Special. So congratulations. You should feel really damn good about that. With an injury. Um, I mean, you know, with everything. Now, with that said, uh, it's a good segue because ECS mm-hmm. Pub League, we're doing a really special event on March 12th, Sunday, March 12th. We are playing an international friendly against the Ballybrack Seagulls, a group of Irish national team supporters who are flying here from Dublin. Uh, and they're going to play against us in a friendly, and we're going to raise money for charity. The charity that we're raising the money for is for the Lambert House, which is an LGBTQ plus uh, organization. Uh, they focus on helping youth ages 10 through 22 uh, through the development of leadership, social, and life skills. 100% of all the profits from the game are going to go towards the Lambert House. Now, the game will be free to attend, but we're also having um, an event at the Atlantic Crossing after the game, immediately following the game. The game will be from 1 to 3 o'clock. The after party will probably start around 4 o'clock, something like that. Um, And all the proceeds are going to charity. We're going to raffle off a lot of really great items. We're going to be able to just celebrate the community aspect of soccer while raising money for a wonderful cause. Now, to be fair, we raised, we, we chose this charity long before Providence was named as the sponsor. Um, but now in the it? light, it is very serendipitous because if you look on the ECS website, which is weareecs.com, and you go to the store, you could see special game day jerseys that we're selling for this game, which very much support the LGBTQ. Um, uh, it, the jerseys are really cool designs to support LGBTQ, uh, and they are also uh, all the profits from those jerseys are going towards the Lambert House. We've already raised uh, about fifteen hundred dollars, if uh, if my memory is correct. Um, we're hoping to raise somewhere in the neighborhood of five to ten thousand dollars. So anything that any listener is able to do to uh, contribute or even just come check out a really cool, unique event, meet some people who are like-minded, community-sponsored people from Ireland, and let's just hang out and have some fun around soccer. That'll be uh, Sunday, March 12th, um, and the day before on March 11th, Saturday, March 11th, we're going to be marching in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Seattle together in unity. So, so it's just something really, really cool. I'm right very, on. very excited about this. Something unique that we've never done before. Uh, so really want to get the word out. Send me um, any links that you want people to to, to yeah, follow up on that. And I will. That'll more be through the, where the to go So they don't have to keep hitting rewind, hit the 15 second back thing to, to catch it. put it in the description. So just send me all that. You can email it to me and I'll put it in Absolutely. the show description. Which Thank will be so accompanied much. by yeah no problem which will be accompanied by our our Disc- discord link 
Uh, we started it last year, and we have a good group of the fun people. It's been quiet on the off season, but so have I, and so have we. So now it's it's fun to get it ramped up again. It's always fun to just have our own little room of just Sounder stuff, and 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 generally soccer stuff too. And, but you don't and, have to. And like, a little spoiler s- alert: Are we going to do the? Are we going to do the pickums again this year? We gonna I'm the thinking pick-ums? about it. You had a good point. I had had to do a lot of freaking work because <laughs> I did it all by hand. I have I a theory. To do, but, I have an idea. You have some, I have an idea have of ideas, making it so. easier. I have an well, idea to make it easier. So well, per, you can try to convince me off air. Uh, I do want to do one, and uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter a a r o n l a n g l e y. My name Aaron Lingley, and then of course James Woolard will follow us up with the uh, the handle for the podcast. But I guess we should give Cameron his due. He always says legal legal minded punk All on what Twitter. Word? All one word. Legal-minded punk. Right on. Ah, cool. Uh, Nick, like I said, good to see you. Thanks for all your insight, man. And uh, let's party it up soon. Until then. Absolutely. Thank you. Take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.